Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Honest Art Podcast. You are going to be so freaking inspired by my guests today, especially if you have ever struggled with finding your style uh, considered what's truly possible for you as an artist or ever wondered um, what it would take to garner gallery representation. My guest today is the amazing Anne Nielsen and Anne began painting in oils in 2003, which is seems like just yesterday, doesn't it? I know. Um, and it's crazy. And she quickly became known for her ethereal angel series. Um, but she didn't stop there. She is also a published author. She has launched Anne Nielsen Home back in 2012. And she opened her own gallery in Charlotte, North Carolina, that features over 60 artists from across the country. So welcome, Anne. Oh, what a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited because you are one of my favorite artists. Oh, um, thank you. I love just watching what, you know, what you've done with your work and it just, it's inspiring. And so you inspire me. Oh, that's, I can't even, I, it's, I, I, I can die happy. <laughs> that makes it feel so, so, so good. So um, when I see all of the things that you have accomplished, it's like, you know, it's inspiring for me. Um, but where did this start? Can you tell us a little bit about your, like where you were raised about your upbringing and did that, like, did that oh, affect? Golly. Yes. Well, my upbringing, you'll have to go read my memoir to get all the dirty details, but, um, and what's the name I, of your memoir? Oh, the brushstrokes of life, okay. the brushstrokes of life. It digs deep, but I knew as a little girl, I was in the third grade, we had to write a paper, what do you want to be when you grow up? And highlighted in my three little sentences was, I wanted to be an artist. And I kind of doodled my way through life and I was not the greatest student. Um, I actually, I'm going to confess, I made a D minus in 10th grade art. True story. I have the report card to have the proof, but anyway. Um, and so I was just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be an artist. Um, and, uh, flunked out of college. I did end up going back to college. I taught third grade for one year and everything, every subject, whether it's math or science had some kind of art component and, um, quit my job, started pottery line. Gosh, that was 30 years ago. And, um, and was, so fulfilled by creating something. And yeah. back to that little girl, I was always creating, whether it was pocketbooks or necklaces or something. I was created and creating and selling. 
So, um, yeah, it was, it was a journey I had. Did it, did anyone ever tell you during that time, you know, you really, that's not a real job, you know, yes. like, did anyone discourage you that, that you yes. can't really do yes. that? Yes. Chapter three in the brushstrokes of life is no. <laughs> I mean, I heard a lot of no's in my life. Like, no, you're going to be a starving artist or no, you know artists don't make a living, can't make a living. And I'm like, you know, really? But I will. Um, so you have to really kind of, you know, shove the nose aside. Um, yeah. That was so important in my life because I'm a driven person. I, you know, know what I want. And, want, yeah. and, and everything that we, what I did, whether it was the pottery, you know, I laugh because I went, I, I was digging out some, um, cleaning out some of my dad's stuff. And I found my first piece of marketing back in, I think it was in the eighties. And it was to single gents who need a, a, a wedding gift and throw those brass candlesticks away. And, you know, come on, the, catch this wave. I was doing fish and buy my pottery. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is horrible. But back in the day, I thought it was, you know, genius. Anyway, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. But you know what? I love that you bring that up because I, you know, I, you know, this, I work with lots and lots of artists. It's the best job yeah. ever. And one of the things that, that they are hesitant to do is they, you know, just the starting, it's going to be awkward and clunky and clumsy yes. and it's yes. cringy in many cases, but that's where you start. And then you, you just get better from there. Jody, I cannot tell you the very first pieces of art that I sold at my kitchen table of when I started painting oils. I might want to go back and like pull those, but those those collectors that they you know that spoke to them, they loved them, and so um, yeah, it's you. It is a mess. It's a clunky mess. Um, I go back and I look at the process, um, but that's the beauty of it all. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the imperfection of the whole stinking thing. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a joy ride. I will tell you, it has yeah. been so much fun, even in the, am I really supposed to be doing this? You know, is this <laughs> yeah. what I'm really called to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's, well now I'm sitting here holding, it's not your memoir, which I'll be getting soon, but this is your coffee table book, angels in our mitts. It's, absolutely gorgeous. Um, but in the, the coffee table book, it's so many of your beautiful paintings, but, um, you have a quote in there by Annie Irwin, who also has a fabulous gallery uh, as yes. well. I'm a big, yes. big fan of, of her. She's got a gallery in Atlanta anyway. So here's what she said. She described you as a very, is very driven as all accomplished artists are. And wow. I love that she said that because um, you can't like when I work with so many artists, the one thing that the ones who really do it, really yeah. start making a living, like a true yeah. living, a good living, right, are the ones that are driven. Truly driven. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and, and when like, you said that. Um, no, sorry. But I, I just want to say you said that you said I was driven. And I'm like, yeah. And I, that, that's, I haven't read that quote in probably 10 years, but yeah. And I love Ann Irwin. She is, she was my very first gallery and, um, 
you know, it's intimidating. It's, there are a lot of incredible artists out there. Um, I was painting from, you know, I'm known for my angels. Yes. Um, I did paint my first angel. Gosh, it's been over 20 years ago. And I sent a picture to my sister and I'm like, what do you think? And she's like, I think you found your voice. And, you know, everybody's like, why angels? And I just wanted something that reflected my faith. And, you know, I experiment with lots of different things, colors, um, compositions, you know, texture. And that's what came out. And that's what started flying, you know, off my kitchen counters. Um, I had no idea that it would all turn into this because I do love painting landscapes and figures and yeah. still lives. But yeah. Um, well, what would what would you say to artists? Because it you're you have you love painting a lot of different things because you're an artist. That's how we all yeah. are, right? Yeah. Um. And and what would you say to artists that say, "How do I find my voice?" Because you've definitely found your voice through a lot of your work, but you're mostly, like you said, you're mostly known for the angels. Well, I think it, you know, um, and it's interesting because when I started painting those angels and when, you know, they started really becoming popular and selling and going into galleries, I had this other artist that started copying them. And I had to sit down with her and just say, look, and she's like, well, you're just so successful. And I want to be that. I'm like, well, God has given you a gift deep within you and you really got to dig and figure out what is your voice. You can't copy that person. And I love, there's so many incredible artists out there. And, you know, I took a lot of different classes from them, but you take away nuggets, just nuggets, like, you know, a little bit of that and a little bit of this. And it's your expression out there on the canvas. So what, you know, dig deep, what is, you know, whether you're a landscape or a figure artist or abstract artist, what is it that brings that uniqueness to you? Yes. Um, so it, you know, it's, it's a lot of, and it's a lot of like, just surrender. I mean, have fun, throw that paint on the canvas, which I know you love to do. I love it. Don't be in. Don't be intimidated. No, no, no. Exactly. And I love that you said have fun because I think that if you are called to paint, like you said, you know, if God has called you to paint, it's not in misery, right? So go towards the fun. Go towards what lights your face on fire. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's supposed to be an exciting thing. And I love that quote um, that every child is an artist, but they forget when they grow up. So yes. God has deposited into us his creativity and, you know, he is the master artist. And I do believe that when we dig deep, when we go back to that inner child, have fun and yes. um, let the expression dig deep and just, and have fun. So yeah, whatever yeah. your medium might be. Right. Right. And I, I've talked uh, to artists like who love to paint barns and I talked to artists yeah. who love to paint chairs and who, yeah. you know, who like a chair, how simple is that? Yeah. But the chair is meaningful to that exactly. artist because what happens in chairs? Well, we, yeah. we sit, we sit together when someone dies, we sit together yeah. when someone is married, gets married, but like yeah. chairs, right? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. Isn't that incredible? So, um, you know, I just love that. Go for fun. Don't think, is this going to sell? Because my guess 
is when you painted those first angels, it wasn't for the commodification of it, right? Mm -mm. No, no, it was not. And, and, and the reason what, you know, I, everybody looks back and they're like, oh, I wish I would have bought a painting back at your kitchen table. And, um, you know, I had no idea. So that's one of the reasons why I wrote the coffee table book, Angels in Our Midst. There were so many stories um, of how these ethereal beings and abstract paintings touched the lives of so many people. So I thought, I'm going to compile the coffee table book and then everybody can tear out an angel and frame it and you got your angel. So that's the one reason why I, I did that coffee table book over like 12 or 13 years ago. Been oh, crazy. It, it's, it is as relevant today as yeah. it, it was then. There's great stories about... Um, yeah. Of, of how you really felt like Oprah was meant to have one of your, your paintings yeah. And, oh, yeah. and sent that. It's so, I just highly suggest everyone get, um, get her book, get your, um, coffee table book. Um, okay. So I have a question. Can you tell us a little bit about your decision to take the leap to open your own gallery? Absolutely. Have you read the book? Same kind of different as me. Yes, I have. Yes, it's okay. one of my favorite, favorite books. Is it not such a powerful story? Oh, gosh, yes. So I read that book and in my whole heart, um, I also had a purpose in painting. You know, I felt called to use the talent that God had given me and and the resource and, you know, my the, the money that I was, you know, selling my art and give back. And I was partnered with the homeless. And that was a huge part of um, my life. And so I read the book, you know, this, if you haven't read the book, it's um, about an international art dealer and a homeless man and how their lives collided. So I read the it's book. A, and a true story, by the way. And it's a true story, true story. Read the book, sobbing throughout every single page and um, came back to my studio and I painted Ron a, um, well, let me back up because a friend was having a fundraiser here in Charlotte for Ron in Denver. And they wanted me to come and I said, I'm too busy yeah. and I've got all these commissions to be paying. Yeah, anyway, can't come. And the lady, the friend of mine dropped the painting off and she goes, I've got a lot of fine art in my house. And she really did. She said, but he could not stop staring at your little angel painting because she had one of my paintings. And he just said, that art moves me. And so I, um, after reading the book, I understood the meaning behind that comment, painted a painting. It was good and faithful servant, sent it on to him. A week later, I get this phone call, caller ID, Ron Hall, and we just became dear best friends. So Clark and I, my husband, were at a fundraiser with Ron in Denver, and I was like, Ron, what was the latest painting you sold and how much you sell it for? And he said, oh, it was about yay big. It was a Remington and I sold it for seven and a half million dollars. I'm like, oh my gosh, we could change the world. And my husband said, honey, that artist is deceased. I want you to stick around. And um, so Ron and I, he's one of my dearest friends. I, you know, we were a year later, he wrote the foreword to Angels in Our Midst. Their story is in that book. And, um, and a year later, or a couple of months later, we were in Miami at an art show and art was selling for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars 
And I'm like, okay, I'm out of this world. I'm just trying to make a difference. But I really felt called to be in that world through art. And so I took a leap of faith, not like I had anything else to add to my plate. And I opened an art gallery. And um, it was funny because there was an artist. I don't know if you're familiar with Ken Oster. He's, he's deceased, but he was one of my favorite artists. I took tons of lessons. We had him to Charlotte and we did a lot of art classes with him and workshops. And, um, and I was always drawn to his style. So when I was personally looking at artists, they were all the same style. And I'm like, I can't have a gallery, you know, with all kinds of, you know, different artists, but they all look alike. So I hired someone and we really kind of broke, we, we broke free and we went abstract. We went traditional. We went, it was just, we have got a great collection of artists at our gallery, but that was in 2012, I think, yeah. or no, 2014 was when the yeah. gallery started. We're getting ready to um, celebrate 10 years this year. Incredible. So and year. so, so you, you started the gallery in an effort to give back. So we, we call ourselves a lighthouse and Nielsen Fine Art. Everybody thinks it's my art. No, it's not my art. We have 60 artists, like you said. Um, and we choose different organizations to give back, you know, um, each month. So we want to be, we want to, we want to nurture these artists. We, you know, from emerging artists to established artists, we want to, um, you know, let there be a purpose when someone's right. buying a piece of art, whether it's, you know, a thousand dollars or, you know, $20,000 and we want right. there to be purpose. Um, so yeah, right. it's been, it's been an incredible, and you got to come to Charlotte. You've got to come to Charlotte, come to a workshop with us. I would love it. That, that okay. would be amazing. Done. Let's do it. I'm happy. Yeah. I would love to do yeah. that. You know, it's funny. I didn't realize that you and I had this um, this connection, but I uh, also have a passion for the homeless and work with them here in Austin. Oh, wow! But a little differently in that I there is an incredible organization here called Art from the Streets, and they oh, have wow. a beautiful, beautiful studio. And they open it up so that the unhoused community has a safe space. And that they provide the supplies and the tools wow. and all of that. And, um, and, and that then creative they, outlet. Yes. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine? And gives them purpose. Yes. yes. Yeah. And they, and they uh, sell and there's a place and they have openings and wow. the artists get sell their art wow. and the artists get to keep wow. 90% of the proceeds. Wow. So I work with, wow. um, I love the organization and I work with them or have worked with them to, um, to I love to that. teach yeah. the artists, right? Because the better they are, that. the more they're going to sell. More they, yeah. That is so inspiring. And that's I just, just why, you know, I do what I do and why you do what you do. I mean, just giving back. And yes, I love that. I love that. Exactly. Oh, I love that we have that connection. And yes, I'd I know. love to come and teach a workshop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. This is the question that so many artists have. They ask me, how do I get into a gallery? How do I get into a gallery? The thing that I, I do give them tips, you know, just for like, you know, how I got into gallery. I also tell right. them the terrible, horrible mistakes that I made <laughs> when I was trying yeah. to get into a gallery. Um, but one thing I say is it's all going to come down to the art. It, it right. has to be about the art. 
from your perspective as a gallery owner, do you have any tips that you can offer to artists, um, you know, whether it be about the art uh, or, or anything, if they're, you know, what, what does an artist really need to know when they're looking for gallery representation? I think, um, yeah, it is about the art. Um, I, and I'm so grateful that I have an amazing team because we wouldn't have 60 artists. We probably would have 6,000 artists because <laughs> I want to welcome everybody. Right. But I do have, we, we do have some, you know, um, a, a great team that does all the curating. Um, be prepared. Um, you know, know your art, know the story. We had um, this huge piece of art and a client really wanted to know the meaning. Why did this, you know, artist paint it this way? And what is the symbolism? And they wrote back the most beautiful um, kind of testimony of their, of their journey of painting this piece and it sold. Um, so, you know, be passionate about what you're painting and what is going to go into a potential collector's home and be prepared because if we sell one, we're going to sell 10 pieces. And it's really hard, as you might know, um, getting new works from artists and, right. you know, artists. And I know me, I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't have time. I've, yeah, I've got this. I've got it. So be prepared with being able to, um, you know, give a gallery what they need. Yeah. Um, Right. And so when you're looking at, here's the thing I see, and I, my guess is you probably see a lot of this or your team does. Um, when I'm working with, um, with artists is there tends to be a very similar look with a lot of young artists. I was the same, by the way, right. I see their work and I yeah. re remember my work when it had those look the same, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think for yeah. a while, uh, our art can look very much the same until we find that purpose. That voice and that voice yeah. of yours. Yes. What is mm -hmm. going to make you unique? And mm -hmm. um, I love the artist that paints the chairs. I, you know, I, I, I just, what is that? What, what is going to make your artist unique? Because there is, and social media back in the day, we didn't have social media when I was doing almost now it is, you know, it has blown up and um, it's very easy to look alike and you don't want to right. look alike. Um, yeah. I, I like to say, you know, and don't compare yourself. Comparison is a thief of joy. Again, back to you. Um, what is your purpose? What is your passion? And what can you get out onto that blank canvas that will set you apart from all the other artists that are out there? Cause there are a lot of incredible artists out there. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think that is what you just said is so important about comparison because when we are in a, as artists or when we are in a process of looking at other art on social media or really, yeah. then it's so much harder for us to trust our own voice. Right. Right. Tune out the noise. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, don't get, yeah. I mean, or, I do or think just, go into the workshops, but also Go to different workshops. Now, this was something that um, I have a, a, an incredible Michael Hahn. You got to Google him. He is a, a fantastic watercolorist. And I was so afraid of watercolors for the longest right. time. I mean, and he came. <laughs> totally he, showed up, he showed up at my um, studio and um, we broke out the watercolors. And I'm like, wow, this is fun. 
And so we've got a whole new children's line coming out from my watercolor series. But um, don't be afraid. I mean, I'm 1,000% I'm oils. I love oils. I love mixing color. Um, but don't be afraid to break out of what you love and try new things and mix media and, you know, whatever to really find your voice, whatever that might be. So that's a, that is just excellent advice. Excellent advice. Stop the comparison game and try a lot yeah. of different things. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also usually add paint a lot. You are not yes. going to find your style, yes. you know, yes. by painting, you know, a few times a year or five paintings yes. or, you know, whatever you yes. got to, you, you kind of keep doing that. Is there, when, when your team is looking for art, is there anything specific that they're looking for in an artist's work? Um, I think we're, you know, I mean, I don't, that, that would be a question for them. Um, but <laughs> I, but I think we really want to keep. You know, we want to have different genres of photography and landscape. I mean, just a plethora of all kinds of art. And again, I would say yes to every single person because I think there's so much incredible out there. But they, we have built such an incredible clientele base, collector base. Um, we know our collectors. We and we're selling also on Instagram, which is crazy to me. I mean, I know. you know, we're that, that has opened a whole new world, but I do want to, you know, our gallery, when I opened our gallery, I wanted to, I, I wanted people to feel like they can come in, you know, right hot and sweaty right after hot yoga and look at art. And, you know, we wanted it to be an inviting environment and we really have created this magical space it you it's it really is a special spot amazing because there's nothing worse than feeling like it's an elitist um no you know gallery yeah. where you're afraid to walk in and you're up downed by the the staff yeah. there i love that it's that you are intentional about that we so, will and welcome you anyway yeah. <laughs> um, and I, uh, another similarity is I just finished a memoir. Um, and I know you're a writer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I can't um, wait to read yours. Well, thank you. I can't what's wait. It, for what's the name published. of it? Well, right now it's called Messy. Okay. Um, I love it. Yeah. And it, the overarching theme of it, you know, is, you know, the creative process where it starts great. And then right. it, you know, goes down it's the tubes messy. and then it comes back. Right. And yeah. so it's a, it's a, the story of about 15 years of my life that started out like it was going to be great. Um, and then it, you know, all went to hell and then came back, but, and then it's got some flashbacks. So, but right now it's messy, but oh, I, love that. I think that writing is a really different creative pursuit than than painting do you feel like your writing influences your painting do you feel like um your painting helped you write that's a really good question because um back to you know high school and college you know i made like the d minuses and english as well <laughs> um by god had a different yeah. plan and i in my writing I have a lot of dot, dot, dots. And, um, and when I submitted my, you know, my memoir to the editor team, they're like, Hmm, this, we need a book doctor. Um, which, you know, that was a whole nother story, but, um, 
I really feel like, you know, uh, the whole painting, that's, that's one aspect, but I feel like my life has been this, this devotional, this, you know, and so I, by capturing that, whether it is in my devotionals or the books or my memoir, I, I love combining those two. So, right. you know, I don't know if one has helped the other or not. Um, but I, I love writing and sharing that part. Um, yeah. And my two, my story, it was, it was messy and it kind of shares all bears all, but it also shows how God, you know, as he adds color and texture to our lives, we're going to look back and he has created a masterpiece. And um, so anyway, I love that. I love that. And um, I feel like writing, uh, you know, my painting is, is a self-expression as most mm -hmm. artists, or I would say every artist is, is uh, self-expression. And so writing was a, just a form of a different form of expressing myself and using yeah. my voice, just like we find our voice with our paintings. We, you know, Painting. find our we voice. We can do that. Yeah. With yeah. Writing. Well, um, we have a tradition here where a previous guest asked, without knowing who the next guest is, asked the oh a question God. of the next guest. Um, so here is what the previous guest asked uh, of you. The question is, yeah. how do you measure or how did you measure when it's time to make a leap into showing and selling your art? And you started out at the kitchen table as a kid. So this might be. So, yeah. So let me just kind of share this with you. And my husband loves to tell this story. Um, even if it was horrible. Well, I, I don't know about that. But um, I go back to my pottery days. So when I was painting pottery, you know, my husband came in and he goes, wow, this is really good. And I'm like, isn't it? Isn't it great? And um, so when I started painting, I just, I took that leap of faith that that moment, the moment that you, you know, think that you have a good painting to sell, sell it, get it out there. And um, so, you know, I, I guess it's kind of an inner, um, TikTok, whatever. Um, I don't know. Does that make I sense? Know. Well, I, I think hard. that, I, no, a, it is hard, but I think what you're saying is, is really important because, um, it's, uh, here's the way I interpret what you're saying. You just, yeah. you, when you pay something that you love it, get it out there. Get it and out don't, there. Yeah. Because if you don't, the, the voices that tell us you well, shouldn't. Yes, exactly. And, and, and the word that comes to my mind right now is the confidence. Now, did I have confidence in me? No, but I had confidence in a God who created me to create. So it's, it's having that confidence, how, you know, but not in me, not in me, but in, a, you know, my faith, my God, and, you know, whatever you have your confidence in to know, to get it out there. And, um, so yeah, I guess. That's, and I don't, I think it's never been easier to get our work out there because, of, right. you know, so many different avenues, whether it's an art fair or it's social media or it's whatever, just having the confidence in whatever. And if it's not in yourself and a higher power to go, okay, let's go. Yeah. 
Well, and a lot of things back to, you know, artists, a lot of artists do not like marketing their stuff. Um, they don't have that confidence of, you know, is it good enough or how do I even do that? And um, I would really encourage, you know, people to get with groups, you know, have a group show, um, get a great, great graphic designer. If you can't do it on your own, get a little email going, you know, get some wine, <laughs> serve wine in a real wine glass, you know, because if they're going to buy a $5,000 piece of art, they need to have it in a real good wine glass. That's always been my, good, my motto. Um, so, yeah, just take that leap of faith. And if you can't do it by yourself, get a couple of artist friends and do it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love that. All right. Do you, um, do you happen to have a question for our next guests? Gosh, um, any kind of question art related any or, kind of question. um, ah, that's a, that's, that's a, um, <laughs> so hard question because I don't know who your guest is. I know. Um, okay. So my question would be, um, what is the one lesson and advice that you can share with us, you know, as a learning curve, like, yes. you know, um, I when you had a, a, a bump in the road or a hiccup or, you know, something, what's, what's a, what's a lesson learned that would move it forward? I love I that because we always think yeah. of these hard bumps in the roads, hard times as, you know, just awful, but truly that's where our biggest lessons come from. Yeah. So that's, I think yeah. that's, yeah. that's amazing. So, um, all right. Yeah. So where can people find you? Do you have anything coming up that we need to know? about? Gosh, we've got lots of things coming up. So the gallery, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, come visit us. Uh, we've got just a great, we've got great artists always adding. We're always trying to find new art because we want to keep things fresh. And also we love our, all of our artists, but we have about, um, I don't know. We have a show every, you know, six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, I also kind of break out and do, you know, unplugged nights for different artists, whether it's, uh, Christian music, musician, Stephen Curtis Chapman, if you know him, nice. you know, we oh, love yeah. to do kind of crazy things like that. I have Matt Redman who put one of my, fir my first angel on one of his album covers. He was here last February, but, um, oh, wow. so the gallery's in Charlotte and then, um, yeah, Ann Nelson home, our products are online and in stores all over the country. So that is exciting. So it's at annnelsonhome.com or is Yeah, there... so we've got annnelsonhome.com and then we've got annnelsonfineart.com. So two different two different companies, girl. It's Awesome. Again, the journey. The journey. <laughs> the journey. The journey of the driven artist. I feel this. The so journey of much. the Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I wish I wish I wish I wish I could paint um uh you know a lot like we encourage artists to do. And I will tell you this in closing, you know, when I'm in my studio and I'm in there like all day and I come home, my husband looks at me and he goes, you've been painting. I can tell not because I have paint head to toe, but it's the attitude that I bring into the house. 
uh, joy. I just have uh, full body chills because I, uh, I have had other so many things going on recently and I haven't been painting like I would mm -hmm. like, but when I do get in there yes. and I yes. come out, it's like a remembering of yes. my spirit. Yes. Yes. It's, it's just the cleansing and the, yes, it's, it's yeah, cathartic amazing. and it's it is. anointing it's like, and it's, it's just, yeah. I love that anointing. Yeah. It's like it pours, we're pouring back into ourselves, right. you know, who right. we are and where we all started from. Well, it's been the greatest pleasure to talk to you. Oh I my know gosh. we've been trying to do this for a while. Um, I know. But, and but thank you No so glitches. Much. We had internet, <laughs> no, no internet glitches. Yay. <laughs> amazing. Oh. All right. Take, uh, take a care. Okay. And, um, and yeah, let's, let's talk about doing something in Charlotte. I'm going to set it up. We definitely okay. will. Can't wait okay, to get you here. I hope you were able to make it to the art biz and soul summit, but if you couldn't make it, you can still get access to the content of the incredible 16 different speakers who are on the cutting edge of creativity, the art business and of energy practices. There has never been anything all encompassing like this to support artists before. You can get all of this content by going to the link in the show notes. It is time, you guys, to make your best art, to make more money, and to enhance your intuition. <laughs>